God runs the world differently. He, he runs the world in cycles. He determines, or he is determined. Remember when he said, as long as seed time and harvest time, whatever, summer, winter, all those things, it says, it shall be there. So God operates by seasons. He operates by times and seasons. The word time, there are two words for the word time. The Bible says the children of Ezekiel had the understanding of the time that they should tell Israel what they should do. It is an anointing to discern the times, the moves of the Spirit of God. And every house, every ministry should have the ability to discern the timings of the Spirit as to how God is moving. You see, the, the thing that has happened in the body of Christ, especially with churches having crossover and all those things, themes and stuff, is that they have missed the agenda of the Spirit. They have become too self-centered so that they've, 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 they've only heard the, the portion of what God intends to do. It's a, it's a selfish kind of hearing. Whereas the, 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 the tribe of Issachar had an understanding to see the entire scope of what God was doing and would tell Israel, this is what you must do here, this is what you must do here, this is what you must do here, this is what you must do here. That's why the prophetic anointing is important to be as an established ministry in every single church that is. I'm not talking about uh, this thing of, uh, can I prophesy, can I prophesy, that's junk, that's rubbish, that's crap. Uh, you know, I could say other things, but it is what it is. I'm talking about the ministry to hear God, the ministry to, to see what the Spirit of God is doing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So the, the, the problem has been we have we have we have only captured a small portion of the idea that God is has given in telling us that this year will be a year of this, this, that, this, this, that, this, 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 this. There's a grand plan, there's a grand scheme. And it is only those who who have the impetus to go deeper into the spirit realm to find out what the spirit of God really wishes to do, not just locally but globally. Because the body of Christ, though being many members, are one. So we must find out what God is doing in the entire body of Christ. And not only the entire body of Christ, but as it relates to the entire world. Hallelujah. So 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 when we when we move from year to year, year to year. Certain things change spiritually. Certain things change spiritually. And sometimes you find that the, the, the chronological time aligns with the spiritual time of God. That's where we find the word that is used mostly as uh, uh, the kairos of time. That means it is a, an appointed time, a set time in which something within the framework of God's workings must take place so next year is 2020 2020 is the end of a decade the beginning of a new decade now that is very significant because it's not like other years 2019 20 no it is the beginning of a new decade that means in that decade there is something fresh that god is doing we are entering a new decade it is the decade of the spirit of elijah can i go deep it's the decade of the spirit of elijah the decade we have been in from 2010 to 2020 has actually been the decade of the Spirit, where the Spirit has been weaning His church, weaning His bride, cleaning out the church, you know, beautifying the church. Now something the Spirit of God is doing is that He's bringing the church into the decade of the Spirit of Elijah. This is where we will see in this decade the largest number of souls. That is why Reinhard Bonke had to die in 2019 before 2020. Because Reinhard Bonke represents a shift in how God is moving. He is a seed for the harvest of the decade. We will see more souls coming into the kingdom more supernaturally in ways that are strange than in any other decade because the decade of the spirit listen to me 
the spirit of Elijah, the purpose of the spirit of Elijah, the is to turn the hearts of the children to the fathers and the hearts of the fathers to the children. So what is beginning to happen is that not only is there a transference or a, a, an exchange of power or positioning, but there is also a reconciliation between the, the older generation and the younger generation. So the Elijahs are handing over to the Elishas. The Elijah are giving over to the Elishas. And that is why in th- from 2020, there will be a greater manifestation of the Spirit than in any other decade. Because when we enter into 2030, we are nearing the age or the decade of the Messiah. Because Jesus is coming back right between 2030 and 2040. So 2020 is not just an ordinary year. There is something God is doing. There is something God... And you see, what God is doing between now and 2020, what he's doing is that he is ensuring Joshua chapter 21. Remember what happened when Stephen was testifying before the Hebrews, the Jews, and all that, and how how he spoke of how wicked, how hard-hearted that generation was to disobey the Spirit of God, and how that in, in the in the scheme of that they began to throw stones at him. And he was the first person to die, he was the first martyr. He was the first martyr. Why didn't God stop his death? Why didn't God save him from death? Years later, Paul, the very same person that was there holding the jackets of the people, was stoned to death just like Stephen, but he stood up and went. He never died. Stephen died. Why did Stephen die? He was a sinner. He was a sinner. He was a seed. Is it not strange that the greatest soul winner of all time, of all time, the greatest soul winner of all time dies just before 2020? There is no man who has won more souls to the Lord than that man. Over 70 million souls. In fact, it's more than that. No man has ever won more souls than that man. Isn't it strange? That a man of that stature dies. No, it's part of God's plan. It's part of God's plan. I saw Renan Bonke just about to enter heaven. He turned and looked. And said, Lord, one last request. He said, Lord, save Africa. Remember Africa. And Jesus said, For Renan Bogdan, I will do it. Jesus stretched from his hand. And light from his hand came out over Africa. The last request of that man. Elijah is leaving, but Elisha is taking his place. But notice, Elisha required the spirit of Elijah to function. The spirit of Elijah. In this decade, 
from 2020 right up until 2030. It is a window that God is opening for most of his children to begin walking with him. Close encounters with God. It is a decade of encounter. So God is settling old scores. <laughs> He's settling old scores. You know what I mean? Joshua 21, verse 45. Jagadish Akadish Akadiyatesare. Yeah, 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 yeah. Praise the Lord. So next Friday is the last Friday, right? Amen. Next Friday is the last Friday. So that's the Friday that we had designated to pour out of the Spirit. All right, but. Tonight, I just want to prepare your spirits and just give you some appetizers in the spirit, okay? God spoke to me and he showed me the year 2020. I hope, I hope that in 2019 you have fulfilled all your obedience to the Lord. I hope that every word, instruction, commandment that He has asked of you, I hope you have fulfilled it. I hope you have done your part in fulfilling what God has said. I hope you have tried your best to do so. Verse 43, let's read there. We want to read verse 45, but we'll read verse 43 first. Glory to God. So the Lord gave Israel all the land which he had sworn, 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 which he had which he had sworn. It's an oath. Right? Yes. Now this is not promise. It's sworn. It's an oath. Alright? It's an oath. He has, he's, remember in Hebrew said, because he could swear by none other greater than him, he swore by himself. I swear. That's what God said. I swear I will give you this land. Hmm. So he gave to Israel all the land which he had sworn to give to their fathers. And they took possession of it and dwelt in it. The Lord gave them rest all around. According to all that he had sworn to their fathers. And not a man of all their enemies stood against them. And delivered all their enemies into their land. Into their hand. Now not, not, notice what, what God is doing here. He is fulfilling promises that he had made not to them. But to the previous generation. Are you following? He is, he is settling the score. He is settling the debt. He, he has what? He has made the promise he has made to a previous generation. So what, what is being fulfilled here is what God has spoken there. Some of them are not even alive when God saw it. Some of them were not even there. They could not even remember the mighty works of God. Yet because God has spoken it, He was fulfilling it in their generation. 
God said to me, in the year 2020, I will fulfill every word I've spoken in generations past in your generation. The promises of prosperity that he had made to previous generations, God is beginning to fulfill it now. The promises of, of dominion that he had made, the prophecies of old are being fulfilled today. Yeah, I got to ask. Verse 45. Not a word failed. Not a word failed, not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel all came to pass. I was praying in the week. And the Spirit of God said, come, I will show you. And as I was going up, he said, Shall not 2020 be the year of fulfillment? Shall I not fulfill what I promised? Shall I not bring to pass what I have spoken? He says, watch every word I have spoken. In your sight, I shall fulfill it. So I told you, I ask, I hope. You will fulfill your obediences to the Lord. You see, there is no progression of revelation until obedience is fulfilled. God will never speak further than where we have obeyed. The last place God has spoken is the place you did not obey. The last place God has spoken is the last is the last place where either obedience has been fulfilled or not. You know when was the last time God spoke to Abraham again after he told him to leave his father's house? 21 years later. Why? There could be no progression of revelation because the word was what? Leave your father's house. Leave everything. Did you leave everything? No, he took his nephew. So revelation was stopped because of Lot. 21 years. When Lot was removed, God said, look around. That's the first time in 21 years that God appeared to him and said, look around. Why? Obedience must be fulfilled. Hallelujah. Because God wants to fulfill every word he has promised. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I speak as the oracle of God. If God has spoken to you, has promised you something, if God has sworn to you that he will do thus in your life, and that thing did not come to pass this year or last year, or 2018 or 2016 or 17, in 2020, not one word that he has spoken, will fall to the ground. Hallelujah. There is a strengthening of the angels in the spirit to ensure whatever word. I see even that angel is here today. He's the angel of recollection. He will bring, he will bring every word that God has spoken to pass. See, the problem has been, you know what's the major problem in Christianity? Do you know what's the major problem in Christianity? The number one problem in Christianity is our failure to hear from God. Our faith. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. God speaks irrespective of whether we hear it or not. He speaks. But... You must hear what he speaks in order for you to what? To have the faith. Not only to believe, but to apprehend whatever he intends to bring to you. So if he speaks it, and you did not hear it, 
it might not come to pass because the requirement is faith so you must always speak in what in your hearing Hebrews um, Deuteronomy chapter 11 Deuteronomy chapter 11 Thank you Jesus 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 Sarado seketele garabasante karia Thank you Jesus Let's take it from Okay, we'll read chapter 11. Let's read chapter 10, verse 12. The requirement or requirements that are essential to God fulfilling his word. Remember, I told you, God functions by his word. Everything God will ever do, he will speak. Did you hear that? Everything God will ever do, he will speak. Everything he will ever do, you see, don't expect God to shift things to come. The hand of God comes on people, but it's the word of God that changes things. So everything he'll ever do in your life, he will speak. So our our greatest greatest hunger should be to know his voice should be to develop the ability to know his voice. It is, a, it, is, it is a requirement in the fulfillment of God's promises, God's words, and God's prophecies. The school of hearing. Jesus never said, let him see. He said, let him hear. Telling us that in the spirit, hearing is much more important than no. hearing is much more important than you believe that? You believe that? Yes, Jesus. Jesus never said, let him see. He said, let him hear. Let him hear. Let him hear. So God speaking is more important than you seeing him. So it is more important that you hear God than that you see Him. Because His power is, is, not, is, not, is not realized in, in His appearance. His power is in His Word. So there is a requirement in the realm of the spirit that if God must fulfill something in your life, you must hear it. Let's see something here. <laughs> hey. Hallelujah. Verse 12. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God, what require demand from you but to fear the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways number three to love him number four to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul number five to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes which are commanded today for your good you see that? Yes, 
five requirements to fear him, to walk in all his ways, to serve him, to love him, and to keep his commandments. I'll, I'll share more on that on Sunday. All right? But, but there's a reason why he tells them that. That it's in chapter, it's in chapter 11. Verse 10. For the land. Oh. I read this and I saw God's blueprint for all his children. He says, for the land. Notice this. Remember what we read there, right? Remember what we read there. He said, he had given them all the land which he had sold to their fathers. He gave them rest all around that land. And every word which he has spoken all came to pass. For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come. Where, notice, where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. brothers and sisters that has been a plague in Christian society that has allowed and, and, and opened the door for the Babylonian teachings that exist in Christendom today he says for the land which you go to possess it's not like the land of Egypt where you come from where in order for you to have a harvest you needed to sow and water it by your food there's no He said the function of acquisition or the function of what? Possession will not be by how you operated in Egypt. In Egypt, if you wanted harvest, you had to sow in the land. So you needed to toil the land in order for you to reap from it. He says no. But the land, the land, the land which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys which drinks water from the rain of heaven. Now, now, a land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. And it shall be that if you earnestly obey my commandments, which I command you today, to love the Lord your God and serve him with all your heart and with all your soul, then I will give you the rain for your land in its season, the early rain and the latter rain, that you may gather in your grain your new wine and your oil. I will send what? Grass in your field for your livestock, that you may eat and be filled. Notice, everything in this land is taken care of by the Lord. says you will you will go to a land in which you you will not build houses nor vineyards for it shall be built for you <laughs> uh, brothers and sisters we are entering a very 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 significant time in I think it was two weeks back or three weeks back when the spirit of prophecy came upon me and in the spirit I saw a migration I saw a migration many many of of people were were, were leaving the earth I thought it was you no know, deaths but it was not deaths it was not people dying it was God introducing his people into a new way of function, into a new way of operation. They were leaving the earth and it was like they are crossing over to another land, to another plane. And God said, that's my kingdom. It is the exodus. 
where we will cease to function by earth principles, worldly principles, but by the function of the kingdom of God. Because that kingdom, let me tell you, is already here. But there are requirements. You'll drive cars you did not buy. Live in houses you did not build. Money you did not work for. <laughs> did you hear what the Spirit says in 2019? You shall not lack for any good thing. I told you, he is settling all scores. That's why I said to you, I hope you fulfill your obediences. Because 2020, God will fulfill his word. All shall come to pass. Are you listening to me? All shall, you know, something in the spirit is changing. It's changing. And only those, only those, you know, Jesus said this, he says, Jesus said, it is hard for rich men. It is easier for a camel to enter into the eye of the needle than for rich men to enter the kingdom of God. Then he said, but with God, all things are possible. But with men, this is not possible. If you will squeeze in that eye of a needle, that narrow gate, the possibilities of the kingdom will be bestowed on you. The, 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 give me words, Lord. The theory factor will be replaced by the experiential factor. The kingdom is manifesting. The kingdom is manifesting. The kingdom is I don't know if I should say it or not, but let me say it to you this morning. Okay? Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Ashatai. Harakite seletrogano. Verse 21. For there is a man whose labor is with wisdom and, and knowledge and skill, yet he must leave his heritage to a man who has not labored for it. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey. Look. Jeff Bezos is wiser than you. He's more skillful than you. He's more knowledgeable than you. Correct? That's why he has so much money. Right? Right? For there is a man whose labor is with wisdom, knowledge, and skill. God said to me, they will ask themselves, where did their money go? For in a moment of time, it shall look like all has disappeared. But no, it shall not have disappeared. It shall only be transferred to other hands. 
So when you look at Bill Gates, uh, Jeff Bezos, or all these rich folks, when you look at them, your your mind, you see what should be running in your mind is that these folks are working for you. Twenty twenty is the year of fulfillment. <laughs> I'll read you that scripture again. That's, that's not the scripture I want you to read, all right? But it's along the way. For there is a man whose labor is with wisdom, knowledge, and skill. Yet he must leave his heritage to a man who's not labored for him. Verse twenty-two. For what has man for all his labor, and for the striving of his heart with which he has toiled under the sun? For all his days are sorrowful and his work burdensome. Even in the night, his heart takes no rest. He says, this is vanity. This is a man who has handled the greatest wisdom in his generation. And he says, this is all vanity. Clients come back home, you are tired. He says, This is vanity. Mm. Is it not me? Is vanity. It's Bible. Listen to this. Nothing is better for a, for a man than that he should eat and drink, and that his soul should enjoy in his labor. This I also saw was from the hand of God. For who can eat or who can have enjoyment more than I? <laughs> Verse 26. For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight. But to the sinner he gives the work of gathering and collecting. That he may give to him who is good before God. Do you see that? Yeah, to the sinner, to the sin. Who is a sinner? What does the Bible classify a sinner to be? Huh? One who sins. No, one who is without Christ. That's the sinner. One who is without Christ. So he says, to the sinner, he gives the work of what? Gathering and collecting. For what purpose? That he may give to him who is good before God. Have you been good before God? is a function a product of God's word you see that you see that by now if if you do not believe that you you probably are not in the will of God for your life because only words can steer you into God's will Fifty-five, eh? You there? <clears throat> Unless the spirit be poured from on high, and the wilderness become a fruitful field, and the fruitful field becomes a forest. Last week, May said, "If you have not been in the wilderness, you probably won't were not in God." Because those who were in God were in the wilderness. The wilderness was the last stop before the promised land. So if you're not in the wilderness, you're probably back still in Egypt. That means you're not out. The wilderness was the last stop. The last stop. It might, it might have taken them 40 years, but it was still the last stop before the promised land. Between Egypt 
And the promised land was the wilderness. <laughs> Do you see that? Jesus' entire ministry was the wilderness. His entire ministry was the wilderness. His, ent- his entire, from the time he was born to the time he died and rose again, he was in the wilderness. Who shall declare his generation? Because the last stop, the last stop before the throne was what? Was what? Was what? Death. And that was the last stop, the wilderness. What was, what was Paul's last stop before he entered his ministry? The wilderness of Damascus. What was Moses' last stop before he went and delivered the people of Israel? The wilderness. Where is the place of the dwelling of God? The wilderness. What needs water? Listen, it's a setup. God brought you into a place where all that you require, you already has. The wilderness cannot help itself. You understand that? It cannot help itself. How can it help itself? So God brought you to a place where your hands cannot work. Where your legs cannot work. Where he must carry you by his hands. Transport you by his own feet. His wilderness. Imagine. The year before a new decade God said let them go into the wilderness all of them <laughs> and only those who have passed will go through remember in the wilderness some fell because of disobedience and the disobedience of what unbelief because in the wilderness all the promises are not visible oh God it is dry you must you must get everything by supernatural means. Wilderness. For you to get something from God, you must pray. Whereas at other times, you know, you can, you know, do some papa and it will come. Now everyone you ask, they don't have. <laughs> God brings drought to those around you for your sake. That when you say, I ask, there is nothing. Wilderness. The ones that you know, you know these ones pockets are, all of a sudden they are struck with famine. It's for your sake. Because God anticipated that this one will be your source. In the, in the, in the, in the event that things get heated. Wilderness. Mm, 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 mm. You were promised things. Today you are still even waiting for them. Wilderness. is a place of promise, not fulfillment. All we had plans, none of, none of them. Let's count them. No. It is wilderness. In the wilderness, none of your plans prosper. You started out the year with goals. <laughs> Let's open the goal book then. <laughs> wilderness. You can't measure progress in the wilderness because it is all arid. 
The prophecy is there, wilderness. Grace for business, but you're still in the wilderness. You buy 15 folds the whole year, you sell to wilderness. You sell shoes the whole year, you sell one wilderness. And you are doing all the fasting, all the praying, all the sowing. And even in the midst, God says, do some more. Wilderness. And then he introduces you to the giants of the promised land. (laughs) The giants of the promised land. And then he still expects you to maintain your composure. To remember what he said to you. The trials of the wilderness. The Bible says he called for a fair mind for his sake. Imagine the entire land was in a fair mind because of Joseph. Wilderness. An entire famine because of one man for his sake. Why? Because the answer was with him. Wilderness. <laughs> but remember, it is the last stop before the promised land. And you see, what is important in the wilderness is to remember what God said. It is more important to, re- to remember. It is a place where what God has said must be ingrained in you. Because that is the only place where you can hold on to his word in the absence of the tangibility of his promise. But he said it, 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 he said it. You are alone. You know what I was doing the entire year? The entire year? You know what I was doing? Every now and then, I'll go back to what God has said. And I'll read. And I'll read. And I'll read. And I'll, I'll just interject in my day. And I'll read and ponder. You said it. You said You know, God has said to me personally, some scary things. You know, things that are... Oof, if I can tell you now, you would, you would ask, how is it possible that you can believe this, this, this. I'd always remind myself when doubt would try to attack me, I'd open those words and read. And read. sometimes I read them aloud to myself. Why? Because in the wilderness you must remember what he said. Because you will be tried if you are, if God said. Why isn't it happening? But Jesus knew better. It is written. It is said. When what God has promised you seems to delay, it is not a delay. Are you listening to me? God's word never delays. Never delays. When what God has promised you is not coming to fruition, to pass as it seems, the problem is not the word, the problem is your faith. So where where you need to strengthen is your faith in that word that God has spoken. So you know what you do? You read it over and over. If it was spoken and it is recorded, you listen to it over and 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 over. You read it over and over. Listen, you have no other business at the speaking of God's word concerning your life to concern yourself about any other thing except the fulfillment of that word. I'll say that to you again. If God speaks to you at the time at which God speaks to you, you have no other business concerning yourself about any other thing except what God has spoken. The problem is that we we try to balance. No. No. 
here's where we must come to in our lives. We must come to a point in our lives where we decide what is more important in feathering our life. Is it our business? Is it our career? Is it our school? Is it our education? Is it, is it, is it our family? Or is it the word that God has spoken? If it is the word that God has spoken, every other thing takes second and last place. So from the time God speaks to the time God fulfills, the, the thing that you must be concerning yourself with is analyzing, in depth, meditating, absorbing what God has said, believing it, and putting it into your system. That's why many of us, God's word is hanging in the air. Because we hear it, it's not something that means that resonates with us. So you, you stick with it. You stay with it. I'll read you Isaiah 55 now. You stay with it. You stay with it. You stay with it. You stay, you stay with it. You stay, you said it, God. You stay with it. You stay with it. You stay. it's listen, listen, Chris. It is the word of God. It is the word, God's now word for you. What business do you have doing any other thing or concerning yourself about other people's business? No, your number one concern is no matter listen, no matter what problems you are going through, at that moment, the fulfillment of that word is your concern. Even if it takes five years, it, is still, it must still be your concern. A consistency, a sharpness in the spirit. That's why writing is important. What God said to you. That's why recording what God said to you. If he speaks to you personally, you must...